get blasted the fragrance of life the extract of the father's perfume we're gonna really get into it tonight get intoxicated on the fragrances of God Woo! <laughs> 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 
Let's throw you guys right into the new sky cam. Isn't that a cool picture there? See those guys over there? Bless their souls. Thank you for being here. It's always an honor and privilege to give people the kingdom of heaven. Wow. Holy Ghost. This is a lovely October day. More grateful to God for everything He's done in our life than ever before. Mm. We're the less hidden we've ever been. This is the least we've ever been hiding from God in our inner man. Oh, hallelujah. Let your light shine in a warm, embracing love. Holy Ghost. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Woo! A warm, embracing love. There it is. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Oh, it's so wonderful. Thank you, Father. We worship you with all our hearts, minds, souls, and bodies for your fragrance to fill this place. Every other thing that's filling you right now, just let it go. Let the perfume of the Father penetrate you deeply, right through your forehead, right through your eyes, right through your skin. The fragrance of life. The fragrance of life. Interesting. God's been teaching me about fragrances and perfumes for a while now, but it's really strongly emphasized today and yesterday that he wants to impart into his children his fragrances. And I know we've heard of the fragrance of life. It's a scripture commonly quoted. We know about the incense that burned in the holy place. Every day the priests would burn fresh incense. There are smells everywhere in the scriptures. Abraham's tent was burning frankincense and myrrh. I mean, it was hot boxed, you guys. Do you understand how significant smells and fragrances are in the scriptures? Not even a minor theme. It's carried all the way into Revelation. Wow, incense before his throne. The prayers of the saints are an incense to God the Father. Isn't that interesting? Is it literal? It is so literal. And I want us to experience some of the extract of the perfume of the incense of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ today. There are certain things that you will inhale into your mind. Remember, the very creation of of Adam in the garden was a fragrance. Genesis says the father breathed 
into Adam's nostrils and he became a living being. Creation was God's perfume. Do you understand? What God filled Adam's soul with was a fragrance, a literal smell. Anyone that's gone to hell says, oh my God, you can't imagine the open sewage. So there are degrees of sense in the ascents and descents of hell and heaven. There are odors to every realm, everything, every being, every creature, every angel, good and bad, and every Christian. Lukewarm or on fire, cold or hot, these are fragrances and smells both spiritual and natural and natural we go into the spiritual oftentimes our problem when we become Pentecostals and charismaniacs we forget about the natural Jesus is the natural of God the Father what smell did Jesus bring his very birth came with the scent. Now he came into man's stable, represents man's smell, the donkey, the ox, and the sheep. Hallelujah. Immediately kings brought frankincense and myrrh. The fragrance of God and the fragrance of the divine is the very prophecy of the Messiah, the creation of man and the redemption of man from Genesis to Revelation. It's time to become perfumers. <laughs> your anointing right now is your perfume. People will laugh and say, oh, I didn't shower today. How do I smell? It's okay. There is a grace for the immaturity. There's awesome grace. But the Holy Spirit and the angels want to disciple you. They want to change you. They want to change your scent and your smell from hell to heaven. And this is something I've experienced for 21 years of how the fragrances of life are always changing. And God is a perfumer. <laughs> what is so interesting to me is that salvation itself is considered a perfume. I'm going to need some scripture. Do you realize there are hundreds of scriptures about this? It's a very, very interesting subject, and I want to dive into it. Let's start with the amplified no, let's go into the Passion Translation. Fragrance. Hallelujah. It's fun. Do you know that you can get intoxicated on smells? Raise your hand if you've ever huffed gasoline. All of you. Oh my God, that explains everything. Wow. And you got high when you sniffed that Sharpie in the first grade. Because it's truly what you inhale 
is what intoxicates you. Right now, the smells in the spiritual and the natural are mixing through your five physical senses. And we're going to specifically focus on the nostrils as the gate of the fragrance and the life and the perfume of God. And there's the glorification of the nostrils to become a golden gate of God. How important is the nose gate? Think about the counterfeit with cocaine. Think about all the counterfeit of things that people inhale into their brain through their nostrils. I'm not even going to take a tab of who's done coke and who's snorted meth and who's snorted heroin, but the nose gate is a critical gate for all humanity. And of course, the enemy's going to confuse it and abuse it. But God's original design was that it was to discern the fragrances of spirits. Here's my spirit first, and you came alive. The creation, the genesis of man. Smell God and became a living soul. Isn't that interesting? The very scent and the fragrance of life is what keeps a soul alive. That is a high-grade perfume. What does it smell like? The descriptions of the smells in the scriptures can only be experienced. Clearly, you can give commentary on smells, and that's interesting, and it opens up your mind for future experiences, and that's what I'm going to impart to you today so you can have your own experiences. But truly, the anointing oil ingredients are mentioned in the scripture, and that's why it's good for learning purposes to have some experience with essential oils. <laughs> why? Because God is a perfumer. How can you relate to creation, to incense, to prayer, to the mixing of all the aromatic spices, the frankincense and the myrrh? Do you know what frankincense and myrrh smell like? Has your brain and your senses and your nostrils felt the burn of the tears of myrrh fresh from a myrrh tree? They take these big chunks. I have bags of the stuff that we've burned in the years past. And you take these big tears off the bark of these trees and you melt them down at high temperatures. And it's some of the spiciest thing you could imagine. It almost makes your eyes water. And the ancient Arab tents and Persian tents and Jewish tents would hot box their tents with these fragrances. And then later on, what does God do? God is filling his tent, his temple, with the same potent spices. And he gets the rarest stuff, too. He's importing nard from the Himalayas, the most expensive oils that could possibly be burned were imported to make the temples frankincense and myrrh and incense and the burning sticks of the priests in the temple. And it was all to portray the smell of God, the smell of salvation. Can you wrap your mind around the fact that salvation is a scent? 
It's a spirit that has a smell. Clearly written in the Bible. Glory. Amen. Let's get out of the Amplified Classic. We'll come back to that later. Psalms 23, verse 5. You anoint me with the fragrance of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> what the heck? You notice how it's like, wow, my mind's never gone there to think that the Holy Spirit is a smell. Psalms 23, 5 says, The Spirit of God is a scent that you smell in your nostrils. You could smell anything. Can you smell the Holy Ghost? Amen. You can. Your brain can get renewed to the smell of the Holy Spirit. It, oh, it's just figurative. No, it's not. It is not. I've gone into restaurants in the past that they later told me was a swingers bar. And that's why I smelt open sewage when I walked into the restaurant. There was prostitution going on undercover in the bar area. I just wanted some dollar tacos. You know, I didn't know any of this craziness was going on, but I could discern with my nostrils the smell of the sin in the business. And at different times I had two different angels come to me in this room right here in the studio in this house about 10 years ago. Big, huge angels, physical manifest lights from heaven. And the Spirit said, stand up and receive from these angels what they've brought you from your Father in heaven. And I did. I stood up right here and I could feel the liquid ointment pouring on my head and the whole room filled up with the fragrance of what is like laundry detergent or launderer's soap. And it was so pungent. I mean, it's like you just washed 10 loads of laundry in my room. There was zero of that scent before. After the angels poured the ointment from God, the room filled with fragrance. There was a witness in the room. My friend Aaron from Teen Challenge. And he says, man, I want some of that. He comes up over to me and he inhales off my head from the very place that the angels poured the soap and the oil and the fragrance. And he said, oh my gosh, it tastes like laundry detergent. It tastes like soap, like heavenly soap. I could physically taste it after the angels poured it on my head the spirit and the fragrance of the spirit invading the natural realm with sensations experiences smells and it's all to consume your five natural senses the natural man understands not the things of the spirit nor can he discern one spiritual thing for the natural man is dead in his senses the spiritual man has exercised his spiritual senses and is considered mature. Why? He can smell the Holy Spirit. He can smell the angels. He can smell sin. The nose represents discernment and the smelling of spirits. You can smell blood. You can smell 
the crocodile in the Nile. You can smell the frog. You can smell the locust. You can smell Pharaoh. You can smell the foul birds. Isn't it interesting that the spirits that Jesus drove out of people from the kingdom of hell, he called foul spirits relating to smells. A foul spirit. Scripture declares it was a scent of a spirit from the kingdom of the devil that could be smelled. Interesting. Hallelujah. And I'm sure you have all your own experiences with different smells over the years. We want to fine-tune our senses to discern fragrances of all spirits in you, in your blood, in your brain, in your eyes, in your ears, in your natural gates, so you can be completely revitalized by the perfume of God. And there's a lot more than one perfume. There's interesting, there's 16 different fragrances mentioned in just the Passion Translation, which is only a quarter of the Bible. Psalms 45, verse 7, and with his oil of fervent joy. Oil mixed with alcohol, the base, is what causes the perfume to smell. The anointing is the very mixture of the oil of the perfume of salvation. A Christian is an anointed one and it refers to the oil. Did you know that the oil is the what gives the scent in the very perfume of the fragrance of life. <laughs> That's why you can literally sniff salvation. Adam did. Original design. Genesis says Adam sniffed God's spirit and came alive from an inanimate object through one smell, became a living soul. Now, your unbelief will say that's not that important. Well, the Bible clearly says it's that important. The nostrils, the smells and the fragrances are life and death in your natural gates. You can smell death on people and you can smell life on people. To those under the foul birds, Revelation calls the fallen angels Foul. Why? Because the end times bride of Christ will be a perfumer and she'll be able to discern using her nose to smell spirits. Your glorified senses are supernatural discerners of all things in the natural realm. Foul birds, they're called in Revelation. Under the foul birds, the fragrance of life is the fragrance of death. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Paul's talking about perfume to the Corinthians. Wow. We might get into that later. There's just so much to unfold in the fragrances of the Bible and of heaven and hell. And understanding through smells, you can easily navigate the path of life. Literally, the very anointing of the lamp of Psalms 119, your word is a lamp unto my path lights up the lamp is a burning oil that produces a smell you can smell burning oil you can smell the path of life if you get into 
some weird stuff, you go off trail, stop following the burning oil, you know in your nose the scents around your soul completely change. You might be around burning tobacco, you might be around burning marijuana, you might be around the disgusting filth of alcohol, you might be around all kinds of other smells because you deviated from following with your nose the very burning of the anointing oil. This thing right here can steer the course of your life from glory to glory. You don't even need your eyes. You could be led by Christ by your nose into the holy of holies with your flesh and blood. It's true. And some of that activation will be imparted into you tonight. With his oil of fervent joy, the very fragrance of heaven's gladness. There's a fragrance of joy. <laughs> you can smell the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is a sniffing scent you can huff up your nostrils. It will intoxicate you. The fragrances of God are intoxicating. This is awesome stuff. Glory. Psalm 66, 15. The best I have to bring. I'll throw it all into the fire as the fragrance of my sacrifice ascends unto you. Your scent goes ahead of you. We think, oh, B.O. and didn't shower today. That will clear up as the scent of your spirit ascends. Scripture says that your sacrifice is a fragrance that goes before you. That before you arrive, the fragrance of the level of your life sacrifice to God the Father has already filled your path. Before you stepped into this house today, your fragrance went ahead of you. The exact measure of your life sacrifice to God the Father went as a fragrance ahead of your physical bodies, permeating doors, permeating rooms, permeating windows. You are smelt by every angel and every spirit in a proximity of both your sacrifices and your rebellions. Rebellion is of the smell of witchcraft. You can smell sins. You can smell obediences. Each action has a fragrance. And God has created nostrils with smells and senses to discern it all. Even in the realm of the natural, before you were born again and before you followed Jesus, you could smell with things you say, say, oh, that smell, that smells fishy. That smells, they use that term in the world for discernment. Hello? <laughs> because God programmed your discernment ability by his discernment ability in the nostrils. Hallelujah. So you can discern a person's maturity in all the kingdom of heaven by smelling them. Mm. Maybe that's why dogs sniff each other's butts. Wow. 
Let that just sail out right there. <laughs> Glory. Yeah, it's true. Song of Songs. You know there's all kinds of perfume in Song of Songs. And by the sex... By the way, this is unisex perfume. Because God's a spirit. It's to be worn by male and female. I like that. Your presence releases a fragrance so pleasing. Over and over poured out. You're wearing the Father. And get an image for it. When you spray perfume or cologne right here in your clavicle, never spray it on your neck or on your chest because the alcohol will age your skin and eat up your skin. It's, it's the most sensitive area of skin in your body. And so the application of alcohol on the neck and on the upper part of the chest is the worst way you could possibly apply perfume and cologne. You want to put it right here off to the side of your neck so it wafts through your shirt and then apply it to the tops of your arms and kind of spread it with the bottoms of your arms. That's the proper way to naturally apply colognes and perfumes. So now you get some natural discipleship too. Amen. <laughs> your presence releases a fragrance. What? Your presence releases smells. Yeah. It's so pleasing. Over and over, pour it out. One of the reasons why everyone wants to be around the throne of the Father is how he smells. Do you understand that the Father is heaven to your senses? Do you understand that the Father is the ultimate experience for your five natural senses? It's true. The promised land isn't for your spirit. You're born again. Your spirit's saved. You're died. Your spirit's already in heaven. The promised land is for your flesh. And the flesh is so deceived, led astray by a million other things in the world that we have yet to understand that the Father is the ultimate experience beyond anything you can currently imagine that imagine all the most delicious things you've tasted taste and see that the Lord is good taste and see that the Lord is the best tasting thing for your natural taste buds have you physically experienced that you will because the promised land is the maximum deliciousness in your tongues how many times does the Bible talk about honey on the lips and drinking the new wine and the best wine and they're drinking and they're using all their natural senses to encounter and experience God in every area of the Bible so we need to spiritualize how spiritual your natural senses are experiencing God all the time. Because there's this huge religious demon that says we need to separate the natural from the spiritual and God is mixing them both. 
It's like trying to accept, separate Jesus' flesh from God the Father. That's heresy. That's demonic. Jesus is the flesh and blood of the Father. And it's impossible to separate the members of the Trinity. So you can't separate your natural man from your spiritual man. God created the natural and the spiritual to live mixed as one in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And religion keeps the natural bad. So we smell like a gym locker room and it makes the spiritual good and we're like neglecting half of God's creation. And we just give the natural realm over to the fallen angels because we're Christians and we're saved now out of the realm of the natural and we just live in the realm of the spiritual and that's total Gnostic heresy and satanic influence in your minds. That's how the Christians, through being so deceived, still have tolerated the realm of the dead in their natural realm. Because we haven't brought the natural into the supernatural. We haven't had our minds renewed to the value of our five senses. Taste, see, touch, hear, and smell. Are your natural senses as important as your spiritual senses? Yes, they are. Because without them, you're not overcoming death, you're not conquering, you're not advancing the kingdom, you're not doing anything. You must take the natural senses with your spiritual senses. That is your true, accurate maturity right now in Christ. Hallelujah. Song of Songs 2.13 Can you discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? Okay, so he's saying discern, new day, destiny, breaking forth around you. The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. Budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. And what is it? All this bursting and breaking forth? Song of Songs 2.13 the fragrance <laughs> the fragrance of heaven is the sign of heaven coming to earth the change of smells have you valued heaven on earth as what you smell because that's what the bible says <laughs> this is like an unknown untapped into territory in christianity that says it's the actual evidence of heaven's invasion. The glory invasion will be the invasion of your scents and smells in your nostrils. Unbelievable. How valuable is the nose? Mm. A coke addict, it's everything to them. Does someone in the realm of the natural who's a severe drug addict without the nostrils it's like hopelessness you can understand the extreme in darkness from a, a cokehead and some of you were cokeheads but can you put that same intense value on the nostrils for smelling God because that would be accurate Christianity <laughs> <laughs> the fragrance of their flowers. 
There is change in the air. You can smell the winds of change. You can smell the angels that are changing everything. Hallelujah. Help us, Father, to be glorified in our nostrils, to be glorified in your perfume. The very existence of God's kingdom on earth, even at the pinnacle in the history of God's covenant. Now, you got to get this today. King David, when he conquered all the enemies of Israel and brought a king of kings and lord of lords reality in Israel in the days of David and Solomon, he said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord, that it was in the air, in the nostrils, in the mouth, in the taste, in the scent, that was his entire kingdom that could be inhaled and breathed by letting everything that has breath breathe and inhale the Lord. The kingdom of heaven has only ever advanced through fragrances, through perfuming. What was the temptation when Jesus went to raise Lazarus? But Lord, by this time, he stinks. Do you, can you even comprehend that that was a temptation to the Messiah? That's all the devil had to try to hold him back from raising Lazarus from the dead was tempting his nostrils of the stench of a man that's decomposing four days in a grave. Some of you don't even have a grid for the smells of the divine and what Jesus actually valued in his nostrils. That was the biggest temptation of Satan to shut down Jesus from raising the dead, was smells. Isn't that interesting? It's right there in the Bible. You know it's true. They tried to discourage him from obeying God through smells. <laughs> He's like, yes. You're right. No, that's going to smell bad. And that was the biggest temptation Satan could offer. You, you understand, we're talking about all the principalities masterminding how to shut down God from taking territory from hell. These, this is diabolical genius. This isn't goofy stuff, people. This is life and death stuff. This is the salvation of many nations. And what diabolical genius could contrive to shut down the Messiah from saving the world was temptations in his nostrils. How valuable are smells? Satan thought it was the biggest, most valuable thing that he could tempt Jesus with. <laughs> wow. Truth in you. Song of Songs 411. The fragrance of your worshiping love surrounds you with scented robes of white. The fragrance of your worshiping love surrounds you with scented robes of white. And it was so funny because I'd already had all this planned out today and I walked in and our friends here in the observatory in this house said, wow, it smells so good. They 
immediately were prophesying what the Father was saying. Probably didn't even know what today's sermon title was. The extract of the perfume of the fragrance of life. <laughs> it's amazing stuff. I love how it's all confirmed, checkpoint to checkpoint. And all you have to do is take your natural senses with you and experience God physically, naturally, as you grow. And you realize he's a perfumer. You realize he is a whiner. <laughs> that he grows vineyards. <laughs> you realize he's a chef. You realize he's a musician. That every aspect of the Father is to glorify your five senses with his excellence, with his perfections. Glory to glory is an ever-increasing experience of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's perfections in your natural senses, religion. Now, you can easily just take a look at how these things have not been important to you. That is the exact measure that religion is influencing you. I don't care how it smells. That's a vain thing. You're calling the Bible vain? You're calling Jesus vain? The fragrance of God, the perfume of God, the sense of God is very, it's the very essence of the Garden of Eden in heaven itself is a smell. Wow. And so we have to repent and return to the fragrances of Christ. We have to use our natural man in unity with our spirit man. If you neglect your natural man, you are demonized far more than you can imagine. Demons only live in the realm of the natural, called elemental spiritual forces of wickedness in scripture. What they tempt you in after you're born again is to not perfect your five senses so that the Christians are not the most excellent perfumers. They're not the most excellent chefs. They're not the most excellent architects. They're not the most excellent anything because religion has destroyed our natural man. So we only value our spiritual man. So that the demonic kingdom of hell is not even moved by you becoming Christians because you've given the natural man and the natural senses over to Satan and his angels. It's ripped off almost all Christians who've ever lived because that's the religious devil's nature to tell you natural bad, spiritual good. It's called Gnosticism. Gnosticism. The number one heresy the apostles dealt with in the New Testament church of the first century was Gnosticism. It has permeated every aspect of Christianity as you know it. And it is the current reason for the lack of excellence of your natural senses, of your natural man. Satan, that's the devil who's lied to you. And what is he stealing from you? Your smell, your taste, your hearing, and all the finest things that exist through the five senses that belong to God, that came from God. Scripture says that God is the best in all these natural things. 
Why aren't we? Because the devil's living in us and robbing us at the gates of our natural senses. You have demons that set up right at the ears so they don't hear. You have demons that set up right at the nose so they don't smell and they don't value smell, they don't value hearing. They had demons that set up in the eyes so they don't value color and art and creativity and the things of heaven. All God's nature is shut down by religious demons at the gates of the temple of the mouth, nose, eyes, ears, and touch gates. So that these gates don't have the excellence of heaven, but have the mediocrity of hell. That's what needs to change in the Bride of Christ. Wow, she comes out of the wilderness, the place of serpent influence in the natural senses. Do you understand that's what the wilderness is? Are you still in the wilderness? The promised land is the glorification of your five senses by the glory of God. The fragrance of your worshiping love surrounds you with scented robes of white, smelling the glory. The clothing of the wedding of the Lamb has a fragrance. How did this man get in here? They could smell him. They could also see him. But clearly, clothing has smells. What you're wearing in the spirit, what you're wearing in the natural, is discerning all elevations of excellence and terribleness in existence. And those who rise into the New Jerusalem have the most excellent smelling garments. And you can just feel the religious man just manifesting. This is so natural, so carnal. No, this is so biblical. And we're going after the devil in you. Because you're way off. going to help you. These are the realms we have forfeit to fallen angels for centuries. And this is a generation that goes into the enemy's camp and takes back what he stole from us, which is all the excellent of the five senses. Song of Songs 5.5 five. My spirit arose to open for more of his touch. Touch. There's one of the gates, huh? Natural senses. As I surrendered to him, I began to sense his fragrance. Now we're going into the nostrils. Man, this is some carnal Christianity. It is. This is real, heavenly, carnal Christianity. You need to be the most carnal Christians in the entire world with your senses glorified. That's how you overcome death, is in the flesh of your carnality with the excellence of God the Father. It's an infusion and an invasion of the natural man with God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ led them around in the realm of the natural, that their five physical senses were overwhelmed, overcome, and they got the standard of His excellence flowing through the gates of their bodies, and that's called the anointing of Jesus Christ. Jesus breathed a physical breath, a fragrance upon His disciples, and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. 
So it wasn't just in the spirit. It was the physical fragrance of the breath of his natural man and spirit man as one, fully God, fully man, that breathed upon his disciples and it burned off religion and imparted the anointing of God, the very life and fragrance of God the Father, physically. That's what makes you more than conquerors because you're conquering both spiritually and physically both not just physically spiritually and physically because God is fully spiritual and fully natural both simultaneously effortlessly anyone that says that Jesus isn't in the flesh isn't physical and natural is an antichrist oh so that's the number one strategy of the kingdom of hell to not value the physicality of God and to forfeit all the natural realm to demons is the strategy of the Antichrist according to the Apostle John. So, we're going after it. Hallelujah. My heart was torn out in longing for him. I sought his presence. Okay, what does she say? The bride of Christ. I sought his presence. Song of Songs 5, 6. And in his presence, his fragrance. She sought his presence and the scripture says that his presence was his fragrance. I sought his presence, comma, his fragrance, his smell. <laughs> so you see when your spirit's animated, going after the physicality of God is how you grow. Do you see that? I sought his presence, his fragrance. I wanted his spiritual man to consume my natural man because that's what lifts up the soul to be with God. After you're born again, it's all about conquering the natural man. Most Christians get into Gnosticism and never do a dent in hell after they're born again. All of that's off limits. They call it vanity. They call it all these different names that the demons tell them. And they give them twist all kinds of scriptures into false humility. <laughs> and Satan's kingdom goes untouched because the Christians never get their natural senses glorified. When you glorify your natural senses... Satan is destroyed in the realm of the natural. That is called the promised land. The promised land is not in the spirit. Promised land is in the spirit and the flesh, fully glorified as one. The excellence of the fragrance of the Holy Spirit becomes the excellence of the Holy Spirit in the flesh. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Song of Songs 713. The love apples are in bloom. Going after the senses. Going after the eyes. The words are a description and pictures to go into your eyes. So you're telling me all the works of the word and the spirit is to conquer the flesh and the blood? 100%. That's the only thing that's fallen here, people. 
The very word paints pictures to go into your eyes to conquer your brains. Satan was defeated at the cross through the physical sacrifice at the place of the skull. The conquering of the brain and the natural man was the triumph of Jesus, heaven, over Satan and hell. Now if you keep going after the brain, you keep going after the natural senses with heaven, you become great conquerors. You become apostolic, which is people that change the realm of the natural. Do you understand apostolic just means to change the natural with heaven? That's all it means. Apostolic is a fancy word for transforming the natural realm through the five senses with the glory realm. So all of us have measures of apostolic ministry right now, and we're growing in the apostolic. We're growing in how to consume everyone's scent, everyone's taste, your spirit has a taste. Your words have a taste. Oh, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Even the unbelievers use these words to describe discernment using the senses of spiritual and invisible things. We know about conquering the ears. That's an obvious one. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But one of the most important, if not the most important, is the nostrils. God didn't even give Adam vision first. Think about it. Prophets hate hearing that, but it's true and it's written in the Word. God gave him the sense of smell first. The first of the five gates that God interacted with, with Adam in the creation of Genesis, Scripture explicitly says was the nostrils. That the very essence of life flows through the nose. Life and death are in the power of the nose. <laughs> it's true. Glory to God. You change their nostrils, you change their mind. Their eyes will burn with glory fire. Hallelujah. John 12:3. Mary picked up an alabaster jar filled with nearly a liter of extremely rare and costly perfume. <laughs> the purest extract of nard grew in the Himalayas. This nard was imported. The reason why it was so expensive, they brought it from the Himalayas all the way over to Israel. It's a long hike. Someone was climbing those mountains way back then and harvesting this nard. Scholars say accurately the amount of this liter of nard would be worth over $55,000 by today's value. Isn't that amazing? So there you go again. Oh, the realm of the natural. In the religious spirits, like it's not about money. It's not about the... Give me one example in the entire Bible. How much is the religious spirit still influencing you? Every single act of the divine since the fall of Adam, of God's redemption of man, has been both spiritual and equally natural. Because it doesn't change the natural unless something in the natural realm is moved or sacrificed or smelt or touched or seen or drank. 
God has taken the natural man into heaven, you guys. Extremely costly perfume. The purest extract. The extract of the perfume of the fragrance of life. There it is. And she anointed Jesus' feet. Then she wiped them dry with her long hair. And the fragrance... The fragrance of the costly oil filled the house. The glory's coming. Glory revival. It's a smell, people. It's costly. It's from the highest elevation of man's physical reach. Understand that first. This very rare nard came from the highest elevation that man's natural man can climb in the natural realm. Nard only grows above 13,000 feet elevation. This would have been 26, you know how high it is, like 32,000 feet. This was so high. This was the highest realm of the natural. That's why it was so expensive. It's as high as man could go, and it was given to God to go higher. And what was the symbol that you were going higher than the highest a man can go? It was a fragrance. The smell of elevations. Ascension, you can smell it. When a person is ascending beyond human heights, beyond Himalayas, it releases an odor into the room. That is the fragrance of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a scent beyond what you can bring and do by your own ability. You want to smell like God? You want the perfume and the extract of God the Father's fragrance? It takes a total yielding of your natural man to him and it will release that smell it's wonderful the fragrance filled the house the fragrance of your sacrifice will fill the earth then how will people know that you're Christians they'll be able to smell it literally physically and spiritually they'll smell it 1 Corinthians 12:17 Think of it this way if the whole body were just an eyeball how could it hear sounds and if the whole body were just an ear how could it smell different fragrances Speaking the Apostle Paul speaking of the value of your natural senses? All ministry in all Christianity is to glorify your natural senses. Ever-increasing smells, ever-increasing hearing, ever-increasing tasting, ever-increasing touch, the wrap and the, the, the wrap and the warmth of the Holy Ghost, the garments. Think about it. Their touch gate clothed in white garments. Do you see how your natural man is getting glorified through your five natural senses 
by Jesus the Father, the Word, the Spirit, the angels, the preaching and the teaching of the prophets and the apostles. Do you see the path of salvation clearly tonight? Is this registering with you? The entire theme of scripture, the entire theme of salvation, the entire redemption of mankind. It's only in the natural realm. After you receive the Spirit, it's all about conquering through your spirit the five senses. Remember in Genesis 14, Abraham killed the five kings and then met Melchizedek, priest of God Most High. The five kings are your five natural senses. He had to conquer his natural senses and bring his natural senses, all the loot and plunder, all the realm of the natural, and then met Melchizedek. Can you take your senses to God? Can you take your treasure and your gold to God? And God will give you the glorification of your senses in the bread and in the wine physically. Physically. Abraham drank physical wine. Abraham ate physical bread. It represents your natural man transfigured by bringing your five senses out of the tar pits, those five kings that he conquered in Genesis 14 fell into pits of tar. <laughs> and then the king of Sodom, which whose name means wickedness if you study it in Hebrew, came out and met, met him. Do you want your five senses in the realm of the experience of wickedness offered on a silver platter? Because that's what Satan offered Eve in the beginning, and he's still offering it to you today. Do you want your natural senses in the realm of religion? In the realm of rebellion and knowledge of good and evil? Or do you want your five physical senses to go through the priest of God Most High in heaven? So Abraham's children have chosen to give their natural senses to Jesus Christ and have them glorified with heaven. And you need to understand the contrast that it's all about those five kings of sight, smell, taste, hearing, and touch. Because the demons only work in those gates, the touch gate and the nose gate. It's all about the bloodstream. It's all about the entry into the blood. Tar pits in the blood. The river Nile's blood or the river Jordan's blood the influence of how to enter the human flesh with heaven or hell is the cost of every soul on planet earth. The soul is caught between the natural influence of heaven and hell. The wide path of destruction is having your five senses controlled by hell. The narrow path is having your five senses controlled by heaven. And so when you walk the narrow path, guess what? You begin to smell the perfume of God. You begin to taste the flesh of God. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. You begin to hear the voice of God. You begin to, Matthew chapter 5, see God. And all your senses are glorified. 
because your natural man is returning to God. And when your natural man and your five senses have fully returned to God, then death is swallowed up in victory. The influence of your natural man has no longer any influence from the kingdom of hell, from demons, demonic influence, fallen flying angel influence is all gone. And all your natural senses are glorified. You have found the promised land. <laughs> you have found at my right hand are fragrances, pleasures, the most amazing things forevermore. So hopefully tonight we imparted the vision of you taking your natural man into God's excellence. And hopefully this will change your heart in the course of your life to have your five senses belong to the priesthood of God Most High. That you would only allow what is the most select words into your ears. Only the most beautiful artistic colors into your eyes. Only the most magnificent fragrances into your nose. Only the best, most wonderful tastes into your mouth and only the crystal clear white garments upon your flesh. And then your body is changed. What is it? In a twinkling of an eye. And the greater light in your natural man. Ephesians 5.2, just two more. His great love for us was pleasing to God. Like an aroma of adoration, a sweet, healing fragrance. <laughs> the adoration of the sweet and healing fragrance. Just inhale it right now by faith. No matter how exercised and glorified your natural senses are, just spend a mo moment now in giving them over to God's glory and God's transfigured senses. Jesus is in the flesh and his five natural senses are experiencing the perfection of the Father. So will yours. It's a discipleship of your senses to be fully overcome and overwhelmed with the Father's beauty, the Father's fragrance, and the Father's pleasure constantly. The Garden of Eden is the garden of the glorified natural senses. Heaven on earth, promised land. The extract of perfume the most concentrated, highest fragrance of God the Father. Be in your nostrils, I pray. <laughs> the most expensive fragrance. <laughs> Amen. Philippians 4.18 I now have all I need, more than enough. I'm abundantly satisfied. For I've received the gift you sent from Epaphroditus and viewed it as a sweet sacrifice, perfumed 
with the fragrance of your faithfulness, which is so pleasing to God. Wow. Sweet sacrifice, perfumed with the fragrance of your faithfulness, which is so pleasing to God. Thank you, Father, for glorifying our natural senses, for taking us into realms of your fragrances, teaching us your ways with our natural man and removing all religion from our flesh and blood. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for those that are bringing sweet fragrances from their faithfulness that are pleasing to God by their financial sacrifices. Philippians 4.18 For the works of this ministry. Bless your faithfulness. Bless your sacrifices. This ministry is doing tremendous works. There's always improvements in the tens of the thousands of dollars every month for many years. It's not a minor work we're doing. We're doing a global work. We have a tremendous amount of paid staff. We have a tremendous amount of all kinds of things we're taking care of. And God only wants to grow it as a kingdom. So if God's speaking to you about bringing finances, bring a faithful sacrifice that's sweet and fragrant and pleasing to God the Father as you give into Red Letter Ministries. In the name of Jesus Christ, bless you with the extract of the perfume of the fragrance of life, the fragrance of Christ. May you be intoxicated on it until we meet again tomorrow. In the name of Jesus, amen. Bless you guys. Glory. Fragrance of self control. <laughs> Glory. Think about the perfuming process of Esther. Wow. Six months of being saturated in the best fragrances and oils on the planet before she met the king. Wow. God is perfuming his daughter to marry his son.